0: They assumed that this man is in sin, he did something to deserve this. But when Paul, when he shook it off, and it went into the fire, all of a sudden, they had a different, a different statement, a different thinking, a a different thing came out of their mouth. When Paul refused to die. says to contend earnestly contend for the faith amen and so we don't only contend for the faith we contend for the spirit it's the word and the spirit say it's the word and the spirit together that's where the power of god is hebrews 13 8 says jesus is the same yesterday today and forever hebrews 13 8 jesus is the same say it with me yesterday today or ever. Okay. Common theology is if somebody is sick, they assume somebody has sinned. So there's a theology that goes, that is going around, that's been around at the new end of the sun, but that if you, if you are sick, that somebody sinned, you or somebody, it could be, you know, it could be in your generational lineage, but somebody sinned. I just want to tell you something that is true sometimes. That is absolutely true true sometimes. You know, James 5 talks about, if you've sinned, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. So there is truth to that, but it's not always. It is not every single time that someone is enduring hardship of any kind. It doesn't have to just be sickness. You know, it could be a financial hardship or it it could be, you know, with your children or a relational hardship. It could be something else. It could be just, depression that you're just really pressing through it doesn't always mean that there is sin in the camp like I said sometimes but not always so you know let this church know that if there is a hardship I'm just going to say a hardship because that covers a lot of different things and you ask the Lord, is there sin in the camp? Am I in sin? Is it generational? Because sometimes it's generational. It's not even something that you have done, but it's in the bloodline. So we obviously ask the Lord, but if he doesn't show you, or if you've already done the work in that area, you've done it, then I want you to stop being beaten up by the enemy and thinking, no, it's got to be your sin. No, it's got to be something. It has to be something that you did because it's not, you're not having victory over it yet. I want, I want to propose to you something else. And you actually have already said it, but I think it's going to become revelation to you in a minute. You said it already. You said, I am sent to reveal the works of God. That's going to become revelation to you in a minute. I am sent to reveal the works of God. So let's establish this right now. Blindness, sickness, disease, poverty, broken families, it's not the work of God. That is not the work of God, but it is the work of the devil, and it is a byproduct of the curse, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not going to get stuck in trying to figure out why things are the way they are. If you get stuck in that, now I'm not saying don't ask the Lord, is there something that I need to repent of, but don't get stuck in it. If you get stuck in it, you can't operate in faith. If you can't operate in faith, you can't please God. And if you can't please God, you can't move those mountains, right? So that's why I say don't get stuck in that, okay? Um, if five people get healed, I'm just going to throw out sciatic because it's like sciatical pain. If five people get healed of like sciatic pain, but 10 came in with the sciatic pain, the majority focuses on the five that didn't get healed. Why? Why? Isn't that true? They're like, oh, you know, or oh, they'll do it like this. You get healed of something in your body and they'll be like, yeah, but there's this thing that still needs to go. It's the focus on the negative, right? But that's changing because I keep pointing that out. That is changing because you know what? We want to be people that are so thankful for every little thing that God does because it's really not little, but we want to be thankful, right? So we're going to focus on the praise see it's the wrong focus when we just are always saying yeah but this didn't happen what about what did happen well what do we what do we do with the people that didn't get healed tell them to come back tell them to come to another miracle service tell them to come back and stay in the glory tell them that their time is coming their time is next have faith <laughs> get in line he get in line jesus is the same say it again Yesterday, today, and forever. I keep on repeating this verse on purpose because if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if his word tells us that he came to set captives free, and if his word tells us that as he is, so are we in this world, and if his his word tells us that we have been commissioned by God to do the works of the kingdom, because Jesus is the same, yesterday, today, and forever, then no one has an excuse as to why you shouldn't do it or why it may not be happening in your life. Are we all listening? If Jesus is the same, do you see the works in your life being produced that are in the word of God? If Jesus is the same, are you pressing into everything he's actually already said you could have? If Jesus doesn't change and he is the same and the word says in Jude to earnestly contend, are you contending for what's actually rightfully yours? Because sometimes you don't have because you're not contending. You're not pressing in, right? Well, I have my word cut out for me. I can tell again, man. All right. Oh, I will not give up. There's no quit in me. You know that. No quit in me. John 14, 12. Whoever believes in me, do we believe in Jesus? Okay, so we have that part established. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. We are to do the works that Jesus did. And he says, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So the works that Jesus did and even greater things, and we've talked about this in the past, how even the greater things is even love, like to really love 100%, right? So what are your works, Jesus? He says you're gonna do the works that he did. What are your works? Matthew 10, eight, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Matthew 10:8. What are your works, Jesus? Your works are to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse those who have leprosy, to drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you will give. What are the works that Jesus came to do? We can read it, it's right on the screen. Read out loud. Heal the sick. Cleanse out lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. What are the works of Jesus? What did he do? What did he tell us to do? Read it again. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely you will give. Do you know that I just read that Smith's Wigglesworth? Um, obviously, dead now. Long time, you know, evangelist and heal, deliverer, healing um, man that operated in so many healing powers. Do you know that he raised fourteen people from the dead, documented? Fourteen documented people from the dead. Raise the dead. Raise the dead. What are we going to do, Jude 3? Contend for the faith. It's not if, it's when. Are you willing? Because see, Jesus says it's now. I say it's when because are you going to contend? I believe God has put all the power, if you will, in our core. In other words, the option, the, the yes, it's in our lap. Are you willing to contend? Are you praying? Are you fasting? Are you asking? Lord, I want to do the works of the kingdom, all of them, all of them. And I want to understand them well. Instead of saying, well, somebody's sick, they must have sinned. You know, that's not where we stop. I mean, that's a question. Is there sin in your life? But then let's move on because why? You're going to see the story that we're going to read here in a minute. To do the works of the kingdom and that we're all called to do it. Amen? Amen. So it's not what happens to you that determines your future. But it's what? It's what you do with it. It's what you do. It is what you do with what happened to you that's going to determine your tomorrows. We cannot control things that come against us sometimes. There are things that are out of our control. We can't control other people. We can control ourselves. We cannot control other people, their decisions and such. We can't. Like we pray, we take authority, and that goes a long way. But unless they put their will into it, we cannot control a human being. They're not a robot. Jesus himself, God himself, does not control us. He's given us free will, right? And so that we partner with him, right? And and so it's important that whatever happens to us in life, that we actually take whatever has happened and turn it around if we need to because our future is dependent upon what we do right here, right now with what's been given to us, right? Let's look at the story of Paul. We don't need to turn there, but but in Acts um, 28, Paul was bit by a venomous snake, right? He was bit by a snake, a poisonous snake, and he shook it off and he shook it into the fire. The immediately when he was bit with this, by the snake, they assumed that this man was in sin. They assumed that this man is in sin, he did something to deserve this. But when Paul, when he shook it off and it went into the fire, all of a sudden they had a different a different statement of different thinking a, a different thing came out of their mouth when Paul refused to die Paul refused to die he took that thing and said oh no you don't I can control what happens to me you can control with what happens to you when it lies within your court no you don't and he shook it off and it fell into the fire the people immediately when they saw when they saw his refusal to die, when they saw his refusal to back up and quit, when they saw his refusal to just get depressed and to just throw in the towel, when they saw his refusal to do what they wanted him to do, there was a different story coming out of their mouth. They said, Oh, you didn't die. You must be a God. You must be a God. That's the thing. They go from you must be a sinner to you must be a God. Why? It's because the, the picture that Paul portrayed was the picture that they're going to see. What Paul believed was what was really going to happen. Paul knew he wasn't in sin. Why am I saying all this? Because you have to realize your future and the things that God's called you to do is going to be determined upon your understanding that your right stance with God, your walk with God, When you're fully convinced and your heart does not condemn you, and that is the word of God, that your hearts don't condemn you. When your heart does not condemn you because you live a clean life before the Lord, you can actually walk right into the throne room, the throne of thrones in the kingdom of God, and you can ask, and God says, ask and it shall be given, right? There's no condemnation. And so therefore, what you receive is exactly what you believe, right? So it's important that we, I'm gonna tie this into my main text. We're not there yet. But I wanted to just parallel this because Paul, you know, he was bit. And this was a venomous snake. It was intended, the intent was to kill him. The enemy's intent. The enemy's intent is to kill you, all of us. But it's God's will for you to live, to have life and to have that life abundantly more abundantly right so man will always try to figure out the why why did they not get healed why was Paul bit Why did they go through that divorce? Why did I go, why did, you'll always, why did I go through that heartache? Why did that child rebel? Why did that marriage fall apart? Why is there, sick? why, 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 why? And it can become a trap of the enemy. Instead, the Lord is saying, instead I want you to say, but it's the power of God to set you free and to rescue you when you shift your focus. Paul's focus was firm. He wasn't going to allow a circumstance to shift his focus, are you? So what if someone left? Yeah, you'll pray for them, and you're gonna contend, but you're gonna get up, and you're gonna live, and you're gonna be everything that God called you to be, and you're not gonna waste time. We don't have time to waste. You can't bank your life on somebody else's decision. Pray stand, take authority fast, absolutely, but don't you lose who you are in Christ through the process. Yeah. God has something for you. And he's, he's allowing this situation for you to get, to be built up. Get up. Rise up. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It's not over. Say it's not over. Glory to God. Now, now, I want you to turn to John 9. And this is our main text, John 9. And this is a story of, this, of a, a man born blind. This man that was born blind, the question was asked, you know, by the, by the um, disciples, who sinned, his parents or him? Well, first of all, the man was born blind. So I don't know how he could have sinned because he was born blind. I mean, it would be one thing if you said, is it generational, but he was born blind. So he says, let's read it in in, John 9 and in verse one. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and his disciples asked him saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, and he said, neither. Sometimes the answer is neither. Stop putting that weight of condemnation on your neighbor when sometimes the answer is neither. Sometimes you're putting weight of condemnation on yourself when the answer is neither. So Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But, here's the answer, but that the works of of God should be revealed in him. That the works of God should be revealed, that they should become uncovered, that they should become known. What are the works of God? Heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. What are the works of God? Freely you've received, freely give. What are the works of God? Jesus came, he made a public spectacle of the enemy. What are the works of God? He defeated, he destroyed the enemy's assignment. What are the works of, who are you? an ambassador in Christ? are you not supposed to do the works of God? Yes, what is the solution? What is the answer? He said, neither, neither. This, the, the, the man, which is now an adult, he didn't sin. It wasn't his sin that caused the blindness and it wasn't his parents in this situation, in this scenario. But you know, if you were to let yourself be beat up with, there must be something that I'm not aware of. Even though I've asked, even though I've searched my heart, even though I've prayed, even though I've fasted, even though I've gone through all kinds of deliverance prayers, because this is still there. It must be my fault. It's got to be something. And the enemy is laughing the whole time at you, because you don't realize that you're allowing the enemy to plague you with a lie. That's, right. That's, right. That's got to stop. Because we don't want to partner with the enemy. We want, we, right? We want to make sure. Now, trust me, I'm, I'm the first one to say, Lord... Show me my sin. I want to repent, and I want to walk in humility. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is don't get stuck there. If God doesn't show you, or, you know, if he doesn't at this point in time, like just move on. Know this. Okay, nothing has been made clear that it's my doing or something, right? You're doing. So then you're going to, what's the reason then? He said neither, but that the works of God would be revealed. You are to reveal the works of God. What did Jesus do to reveal the works of God in this situation? The man was blind. The man never even came to Jesus and asked him, hey, would you heal me? The man was just listening to the conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples. But his faith was being built because he saw that Jesus didn't automatically condemn him. His faith was being, he wasn't deaf. He was blind, so he could hear, (laughs) he could hear, and he was hearing this conversation. And the disciples and Jesus are, well, whose fault is it, basically, whose fault is it? And I'm sure this man, because he's an adult, later on when you read the story, it says he was of age when they asked his parents, who healed this man? You know, well, he's of age, go ask him. So he's an adult, I'm sure he spent many years of that condemnation. Something's wrong with you. Well, something's wrong. You know, it's your fault. It's your fault. Something's wrong with you. I'm sure he expected the same response, except for that Jesus is the King of Kings. And if there's going to be a different response, it's going to come from him, right? He's, he liberates us. He frees us. And so let's, let me continue reading here. It says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. And then he says, I must work. I must work. Jesus, in red letters, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day. Jesus is saying, I must work the works of him who sent me. If Jesus said, while it is still day, I must work the work of him who sent me, we are to work the works of him who sent us because as Jesus is, so are you in this world because you're one with him. And so the works, of casting out that devil of uh, let's let's just boil it down that that devil, that demon could just be that doubt that tries to grip you throughout the week, that fear, that negativity, that naysayer, that oh, you just just don't even get up like you're no good, there's loser the doubt the 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 all the negative words that you may hear feel right. Or someone might say to you. But these are the things that you're supposed to do the works of God. What are the works of God? Cast those things out. Command those things to be silent. Amen. Take authority over those assignments that are coming against you. You know, Jesus said, the works that I did, he said, that I, you're to do even greater. If you can't or won't even do these things, when it comes to yourself, like every place of doubt, negativity, every place of depression, or every place of you know, anger, whatever it might be, fear, whatever it might be. If you won't even do this for yourself, and Jesus said you're gonna do even greater things, then how do you expect you to do the greater things if we're not doing the things for ourselves that Jesus said we're supposed to do? He said, neither sin, not, the, pa- not the, the man and not the parents, but he said, but that the will of God would be revealed. And then he said, with the real, did you guys catch what the will of God is? He said that he would do the works of him who sent him, that he would do the work. And he did do the work. How did he do the work? Well, in a, in a very unconventional way. He did the work all right. He spit in the ground. And he made mud. And remember the blind? Remember the, the blind man? He had never, he didn't see any of this. He's only hearing it. And I can just imagine, what's going on over there? I could just imagine, he said, he made this paste. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a little spit. He made paste. So I'm sure the man that was blind is going, what is going on over there? He's hearing it all. Jesus never even talked to him. Read the story. Not at this point at least, not until after when he was healed. But at this point in time, he's hearing, overhearing, the conversation that he was having with the disciples. And I'm sure his faith was rising up going, this is my day, I know it, it's gonna happen today, it's gonna happen today, I know it, faith was being built within him. He spits in the ground, he takes this saliva, takes the mud that he created, that he made, he puts it on his eyes, he didn't ask, hey, is it all right if I anoint you with oil? (laughs) No, he didn't say, I'm gonna go ahead and pray for you now. No, he just took the mud and he just started to smear it on his eyes. And the man allowed it. And then he said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. He said, I'm sending you to the scent pool. And you know what the man did? Without question, he went, He had no reservation. He didn't go, wait, wait, why? Why do we have to do it that way? Wait a minute, Jesus, I've never heard of that before. You know, that's never been done before. Are you sure this is okay? Yes, it is okay. And we know that the Pharisees were all up in arms because Jesus, there you go again. You did something crazy radical and you had to go do it on the Sabbath. You had to go do it on the Sabbath when you're not supposed to lift a finger and you're not supposed to work. And of course, the story goes on and they were giving him a hard time about doing it on the Sabbath. And, and you know, who are you? Who do you think you are? You're a sinner. Who do you think you are? Right? You can't do this. You can't do that. And, you know, the, the Pharisees actually said to this man that is no longer blind because his eyes opened. The blind man is no longer blind because his eyes opened. Jesus never asked him if I can pray for you. He, the man never said, would you pray for me? You know, none of it. But he was ready. He was willing. He was positioned in the right place. And though his whole life, I'm sure he heard, you're in sin. But that day came when Jesus came and set him free and liberated his thinking. Because when the question was asked, "Who?" sinned here for this to have happened. Jesus said, neither one. And this man that was born blind and was an adult now was totally healed. And yes, it caused other issues and problems with the Pharisees, but hello, what else is new, right? Give me a break. That's just what happens. Anytime you're gonna operate in kingdom dynamics, you might as well just get used to it. Hey, if anybody has any fear of man in this room, Give it up. Like just totally forget about it. Because if you have fear of man, you'll never be able to walk in kingdom dynamics. I'm just gonna make really plain. <laughs> really really plain. Seriously, if you have if you still have fear of man, then you won't be able to walk in the miraculous. Because if you're gonna fear man, you won't do the things that are crazy and radical. Like go and spit on the ground, make some mud, put it on the person that you didn't even ask to pray if you even wanted prayer, and then tell him to go to some random pool that's called scent and you send him to scent pool. (laughs) Go send him to the scent pool. Like why not not here? Why can't you just issue the command, Jesus? Come on, you've done it before. You've done it to many other people. You just issued the command. Why does he have to go and wash it? Sometimes God just wants you to realize I have to die. I get to die to what I think should be and the way I think it should be and just follow through with what he's told you and trust him.